0: much taller
1: taller and not quite as filipino no i am
0: i am a very white boy now (laughs) Yes, and it's a great monday isn't it sarah it
1: is a fantastic monday we are uh we're doing the show sans joe santos i believe he's at some conference like helping out with some sort of nuclear summit with uh kim jong-un or something right right whatever it was it was very important
0: joe is such a very giving man that he wanted to make sure that our el presidente had Oh, the firepower he needed <laughs> to make this work. Okay. It's the best.
1: Yes. And so you are kind enough, Andy, to to step in. You're already a, a man and a myth and a legend because mm. you hang out with Dave and do podquesters, but I feel like you're also on about eight hundred other shows at uh, New am. Radio Media.
0: I am, and you know what? I just I just go where the world needs me. <laughs> No. And we needed you here today. I'm I'm kind of like I'm kind of like Batman in that regards. Yeah. Where I'm not the hero, it got the water, <laughs> but that's what it needs. Wait, is that rock? Where's Alfred? Okay, I'm done.
1: As long as you just ah. don't drop a whole bunch of f bombs like Robert De Niro on the Tonys last night, I think we're probably Oh, going for his, uh...
0: forking Robert De Niro. Yep
1: got on the show and they just had to bleep out almost everything that he was saying. But that's what you get when you invite Robert De (laughs) Niro. That's what (laughs) you get. <laughs> exactly.
0: Hey, oh, oh, I can't do good, Robert De Niro.
1: Yeah, now you and your lovely wife had a movie date this weekend, but you, you did not see the number one movie at the box office. I didn't.
0: I did not go and see Ocean's Eight. Yes,
1: the ladies took over the box office. Mm-hmm. The all female spinoff of the Ocean's Eleven movies. They open with around $41 million, which is. There's a little bit of fuzzy math going on in that I keep seeing all these articles saying it was the number one opening for the Oceans franchise. But if you adjust the earlier Oceans movies for inflation, Inflation. then they would beat the numbers that the ladies just got. But they're saying raw data, as it stands right now, Mm -hmm. the lady version is number one.
0: Now, do you think that's because uh, of of how society is going nowadays and everyone wants to see more girl power and... Things like that. Do you think that attributed to it at all? I
1: think it did hit at a really good time. Mm-hmm. But you also just have to be a good movie with a good script. For instance, the all-female Ghostbusters, not a good movie, not a good script, even though all of the ladies were trying their best and trying to do their best. It right. failed at the box office not because they were women, but because it just wasn't that good of a movie. I
0: liked that movie. Did you? But because I went in going, this is not Bill Murray, this is not Dan right. Aykroyd. It's not Ernie Hudson. Yeah. It's none of those guys. And I went in going, just just try to enjoy yourself. You know, I did the same thing with Green Lantern.
1: And, <laughs> and I, you enjoyed I, yourself?
0: Look, I walked out <laughs> going, well, I thought it was here. Uh-huh. And it ended up here. So that's a win. That's a win.
1: That's a win. That's
0: a win. But I'm really happy. I love the Ocean's franchise. Yeah. Um, you know what? More power to these women for for making a great, fantastic film. And if the script is solid, then, you know what? Uh, maybe I'll go see it.
1: Most of the uh, the grades I'm seeing is that it's like a B plus, which mm. sounds worth it to uh, go to the movies. And I think people just love Sandra Bullock in general.
0: Oh, yeah. I,
1: and they're curious about Rihanna, although she's had a bit of a, a spotty record when it comes to acting in movies.
0: Yeah, I... I, I, I... No comment.
1: (laughs) No, you're not a fan of putting Rihanna in a movie? Look, like, Battleship Battleship was a good idea.
0: (laughs) Okay, fine, we're going there. Battleship Battleship. was awful. Why? Why did we do that? (laughs) So mad. Who
1: was playing that game? And they were like, we can either make a movie out of Connect Four or you sank my Battleship is exciting.
0: Here's exactly what happened. Liam Neeson was playing Battleship and he said, you don't know who I am. but I have a particular set of skills. I will sink your battleship if you don't make this into a movie and cast me.
1: And clearly. and when, they, That's when, how it when, happened. and talks.
0: Producers were so afraid, they just, they just did it.
1: Yeah. I'd be scared of them, too. Well, you know. Oh, but you know what was really scary was the number two movie at the <laughs> box office. Okay, I don't know where you stand on horror movies, but there are only certain things that I can handle. Like, I right. can handle The Ring. Um, I can't handle anything like The Purge. I don't want to see any movies that are, like, torture porn. I think I, well... I can handle the first saw, but I this one sounds like it's just as much psychological terror as it is anything bloody or bad happening. Yes,
0: yeah, hereditary. Uh, I remember seeing the trailer for the first time, and I was like, "I yeah. got, I got to see this." Now, I'm not particularly a fan of horror films. Okay, my wife, huge fan of horror films, but when there's a good mind thriller, you know that that is just interesting and takes twists and turns in the script. You know, pr- the movie Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal, the director was asked, well, what kind of movie is this? He goes, it's a horror movie. And they're like, you know, this is a movie where the kids are taken from the parents. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, if you were in that pos- position, wouldn't you feel like you're living a horror movie? And I feel like that's what they did here, is they just...
1: It's a, uh, it's a little bit more. Maybe a little more.
0: A <laughs> little mean. more.
1: I guess, like, it's uh. Yeah, I mean, we we played the, the trailer for this on uh, Pop That Culture, Ugh. and I actually had them stop the trailer about halfway through uh-huh. because the first minute of the trailer is disturbing enough, but after that, it just goes off the rails to the point where I'm like, I don't even know if anybody wants to see this part of the trailer at 11 in the morning.
0: I was running the B roll machine that day, and I was finding it hard to watch. Yes. And I had to watch it to make sure that I got the timing right and everything. To oh, do my God. I went thing. home, and then I curled up in a ball, and I <laughs> like, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Look go, Joe and Sarah make me do.
1: So here's the deal. Apparently, in some of the preview showings for this movie, mm-hmm. um, they had people agree to wear Apple Watches so that they could watch their heart rate during the preview of okay. it. And normally when you are sitting, I think your resting heart rate should be between 60 and 100 beats mm-hmm. per minute. The people watching this movie, it went to 120, 130, 140, and got up to, some of them, 164. Just sitting in a movie theater watching this movie by the end, their hearts were like ready to explode.
0: Great. Now my wife's going to make me see this movie. Wonderful. <laughs> oh boy. Like, like I, don't even, I don't like going to haunted houses either.
1: I can't I handle can't. it.
0: Why? I don't want to pay money to pee my pants. <laughs> Do you want to pay money to pee your pants, America? Nobody does.
1: It's not so much the setups that they do. I just... I don't like jump scares from people that are hiding around the corner. And if somebody's working at a haunted house and they actually touch me, which they are not supposed to do, Uh like, I will... (laughs) Usually I hide in the the middle. I make somebody go in the front and somebody walk behind and I will hold on because I want protection. Like, I can't handle it.
0: I've been in one haunted house. I will never go again. Yeah. Just... It just was not fun.
1: It's not cool. And so... They, on uh, social media, one person on Twitter went to see Hereditary and wrote, It is the most terrified I've ever been watching a movie. I was literally crying, and I never want to see or even talk about that movie again.
0: There's only one movie that scared me worse than this movie. Than Hereditary? Yeah, it was called Ernest Scared Stupid. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. As a child, my brother and I slept in the same bed for two months. After Ernest? okay giant trolls turning children into wooden dolls sarah
1: <laughs> well to be honest i have not seen ernest scared stupid oh i remember the tv commercials mm-mm. and i remember some of the other movies but that one i did not go to old, see old
0: booger lips mm-mm. <laughs> that was that was a gross troll oh my no mm-mm. i'm having flashbacks i need to go
1: <laughs> i mean when i was little i remember being totally freaked out by tales from the crypt when it was on hbo oh yeah that would definitely freak me out. But, yeah, I, for as much as it seems to be an event movie and everyone's talking about hereditary, right. I don't think I can do it. I'm not, I'm not brave enough, I'm not strong enough, and I don't know if I want to have that burned into my brain for the rest of my life. So I think I'm going to pass on that mm-hmm. one. Well, you know what else is scary?
0: What else is scary, Sarah?
1: Sexism and racism, Annie. I
0: hate sexism and racism.
1: As you should.
0: Mm-mm-mm. Yes.
1: And the uh, what's happening to the women of the Star Wars movies is absolutely ridiculous. Most recently, Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose in the Last Jedi, she had to just shut her stuff down because she was being trolled and harassed so hard she couldn't take it anymore.
0: I'm a, I'm of the majority that was not happy with the Last Jedi. I have made it very public that I did not like that movie, but the lengths that they're going to to harass this young woman it's she took a job right and and she did this role to the best of her ability with the script that was given to her yep and it's like if someone comes to you and says sarah do you want to be in a star wars movie the answer yes. is yes i mean
1: the answer is always yes if
0: the, if it's a giant turd sandwich of a script it's <laughs> star wars i'm going to say yes exactly i'm not a moron but it's just really unfortunate and it's like that that the trolls and people online hide behind their screens and just completely dig into people and it's like you know what she didn't deserve it no leave her alone
1: well what's even more sad is that initially I think people thought that it was just a small group of scattered mm-hmm. Star Wars fans who happened to be complete a holes but as it turns out it's an actual Facebook hate group an anti Disney hate group
0: oh my goodness who
1: used a targeted coordinated harassment campaign specifically to take this girl down because they feel like her and Daisy Ridley and Felicity Jones that they are all women in the franchise are perceived as part of the feminist threat and so they are specifically going to try and pick them off one by one and take them down as though they're going to convince the uh movie companies to no longer cast women in the movies like i don't I mean,
0: that's not that wasn't even the problem with the movies their performances were great yeah you know like you know kelly tran didn't like completely re- you know change and you know, do anything insanely memorable to me but she wasn't awful no and and i they love they because I of her love ray as a character. I love the fact that she's not related to anybody. <laughs> I love that, you know, and if they change that, I'm going to be so mad. But, you know, and I, I love Felicity Jones in, in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. It was just a, just a good character. I believed her, and it's not their fault. It's not their fault.
1: Just by virtue of being women, they're upsetting to this group called Down with Disney's Treatment of Franchises and Its Fanboys. But someone from Star Wars who's still having a really good time is Mark Hamill. Yeah. He's just living it up on Twitter. He's having, like, a little Mark Hamill party because he's, like, the old elder statesman now. Do you follow him? I do not, but I oh, I, we, I keep seeing articles about all of his different – he looks like he's a fantastic follow.
0: He's he's great, and he's he does the um, – he does a lot of the fun trolls, like, ah. <laughs> as in, like, you know, not, like, hatred, but he just, you know, kind of jokes around, and he, he often, like uh, – Sometimes he'll do, like, you know, tweets in in the the voice of the Joker. Right. And things like that. Uh, But, yeah, I I heard my wife told me about this this weekend.
1: Yeah, so it was Natalie Portman's birthday, so Uh he gave her a little birthday shout-out. And and then he said, "Fun fact: I've never met this woman, so he's never met his mom." Well, you know why, right? <laughs> well, because she died. Because
0: she died. That's exactly <laughs> what character. I told her. We I, should say
1: Natalie Portman's fine right now. I She's hope okay.
0: so. Yes. That's what it's I told bad. my wife, and she just she just walked out of the car. <laughs> she was like, "I'm so done with you."
1: But Padme Padme uh, Amadella is dead. So uh, Carrie Fisher got to meet. Her mom, but Mark Hamill never got to meet his Star Wars mom, and then the direct. So we tweeted about it, and then the director of the last Jedi actually tweeted a response and said, "Oh yeah, she came by set once. Uh, we had already wrapped on you, so you didn't get to see her." Whenever. And he's like, "What? Now you tell me she was there? I could have no, met Natalie Portman." That's not possible. <laughs> Now I don't know what the actual individual record is for the amount of times that somebody has been to see any particular Star Wars movie, Uh huh. but I do know there is a guy who is now going for the record for seeing uh, Avengers Infinity War the most times all in a row.
0: Now what's that number up to? Last I heard it was 43.
1: Yes, but the people at IMAX have loved his story so much they've given him tickets to see it at least 50 more times. And so it's not just the amount of times, it's just that he sees it once a day. He's done this for 43 days so far. My question is does he have a family or a job? Like, what's going on here? No,
0: he, he is clearly one of those people that has no life, and he <laughs> has just decided he has such a passion and a love for the franchise. He does. And, you know, more power to him. If I had the ability to see that movie that many times, I'd probably see it 47 times. Are
1: you up to three or four times? That you've I'm seen only Infinity up to Warren? two. That's I've been, it. I've been a very busy boy. Well, that's true.
0: Very busy. Like I, I really, I really wanted to see it again and try to catch, you know, as many, you know, hidden Easter eggs. Right. See if I could see any more Bluth stair cars. <laughs> <laughs> From the Russos. The
1: Arrested Development uh. Easter egg was was prime, but yeah, some YouTube musician named Nem has seen it 43 times so far, and he'll tweet every day with either his ticket stub or an image, so that, to kind of prove that mm-hmm. he was actually there. People are also loving his collection of T-shirts. Although I would venture to say you also have an excellent collection of T-shirts. I wore
0: this on purpose because I know how much you like the shirt. I do. So
1: anything, anything, cats. I'm all about it. But, yeah, and then the directors have actually invited this guy now to see um, Avengers Infinity 4. Or Avengers 4. They haven't actually put out right. the, uh, the title. Right. I hear the
0: working title is Endgame.
1: Uh oh. But... And that's why they kind of pulled it back, and they're like, well, right now right. we should call it Avengers in- Avengers 4. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's it, the, the, the phrase is in the movie... Dr. Strange says, oh, you know, this is this is all about the end game. Right. So it's not like, ugh, crazy spoiler. And if <laughs> I spoiled your life, it's been how long?
1: I know. You you should know Andy by now. Yeah, and come on. What he's up to. Uh, I'm going to ask you a rather personal question. I, I'm ready. I, I mean, I'm an open book, Sarah. We've been doing this for, you know, like 15 minutes. It's time for a personal question okay. that's all really right. awkward. You ready? Oh. Take it in. right? Okay. Have you ever... Skinny dipped? Nope. No.
0: Nope.
1: David? Yes! Wow!
0: <laughs> David's got his old dangle, his old. Uh...
1: Multiple times! Wow! Yes. This is amazing! I too have not skinny dipped. I I've just... gone night swimming. Oh, well, I've been lake, night swimming. But I have not been a skinny a dipping. I like to keep the parts covered. I
0: never had the opportunity. I guess.
1: Well, you can make the opportunity. Well,
0: I could. It was just like, hey, I'm, I'm naked right now by myself. Boy, this is fun.
1: Well, a bunch of ladies decided they wanted to set a record for the most amount of people skinny dipping all at once. Broad daylight. Bunch of broads in daylight. Going for the Guinness World Record. The biggest one was Australia. And they were up to close to 800 people. But the ladies in Ireland for the strip and dip.
0: Whoa, look at all those butts.
1: Naked. Naked, uh, two thousand five hundred and five nude ladies skinny dipping in Ireland.
0: I hope that they had some kind of perimeter set up so there wouldn't be any <laughs> a bunch of creepy. A b- bunch of you, you <laughs> said this is this is in 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 Ireland. Yeah. A bunch of uh, when was this?
1: This was I believe it was over the yeah Saturday.
0: You know who was over in Ireland over the weekend? Ian right. Bensman. I bet he was in the in the blinds. You oh. Know, with the, oh look! Oh boy! <laughs> I'm so glad I'm skipping the Gorillas concert right now.
1: <laughs> this is why I really traveled to England. Yes, exactly. I'm mean, to. Uh, Ireland. It's all
0: the same. Yeah,
1: it's close enough. It's the same thing, so. U.K. Yes, and it was not just about breaking records, though. They were raising money for charity and cancer research. That's good. Research. That's good. So it was for a good cause. It wasn't just you know boobs and butts of plenty for no good reason. Now, I am a huge Game of Thrones fan. Oh, so am I. And I am in denial that we're about to have the last few episodes Mm. of the original Game of Thrones. But there is some hope for Game of Thrones fans, and we will tell you what that hope is when we get back on Pop That Culture.
2: Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and dine special, 9 Holes of Golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community, and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake.
1: So, welcome back to Pop That Culture. I uh, I didn't realize how much sexy was going to be brought to the show today.
0: Well, Joe's not here. I mean, I no. have some very big shoes to fill, Sarah. So yeah,
1: no, what well, we best. did, instead of having Joe Santos today who couldn't be here, we decided to bring in his spirit animal, which is you, Andy. That's right. And I think the dancing really shows the true heart of Pop That Culture. You know, you, so. you
0: got to... I may not know how to pop and lock it, <laughs> but I can, I can do a white boy shuffle. You
1: can do whatever it is that's this mm. going on over there, and I fully appreciate it.
0: And lots of weddings.
1: Yay! So, Game of Thrones, we've got the final season mm-hmm. coming up mm-hmm. next year. And why they decided to, it's only going to be six episodes. What kind of crap is that? Like, we've been loving this show for all of these years. You have so much that you need to tie up. We're so hungry to have at least a little bit left over. And I know they are going to be extended episodes. Right. What's up, jerks? Why only six episodes? It's,
0: I blame this on George R.R. R. Martin.
1: I, I do too.
0: Totally do. There was an amazing video uh, you know spoof series that Conan was doing years ago <laughs> where it's like what things George R R Martin is doing instead of writing Game of Thrones. And They had him running one of those giant hamster balls <laughs> and things like that and it's you know he's he's cuz now he's like oh I'm going to write the prequels and it's like as somebody who cre- tries tries to create content, you know, I understand that when you're writing a large story, yeah. sometimes you can get bored and then you need to move over to something to kind of keep your creative juices flowing. So maybe that's what he's doing, but at the same time, they've now surpassed him in the books.
1: No, I I don't understand him needing time to step away from a large story because what he spent his time doing, the most recent book that came out from him was just like a history of all of the characters Mm -hmm. in all of the different lands. So you're still talking about the same stuff, sir. And then now he's worked with a a British producer and screenwriter to write the treatment for a pilot for the prequel that you talked about for Game of Thrones. So there were sort of weird ideas floating around. We weren't sure. We knew they wanted to do something to keep the cash cow going, but they weren't sure what it was. And now HBO has officially announced that they have ordered a pilot. It doesn't mean that they'll pick it up. But they've ordered them to shoot the pilots, and George R.R. did help to write it. Well, I
0: mean, it could be interesting. I mean, there is, there is you know, a hefty lore uh, with the first men, and I can't remember the little... Oh, little, the, children, S- of the, the children of the forest? The children of the forest. i say the little pixie people. <laughs> yes. But, you know, there, there is a lot that they can draw from. Uh, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, if he even finishes this one.
1: Well, I think it was good for them to say, how about you just give us one? Don't write a whole series. Mm -hmm. Just give us a pilot. You can handle that, Beardy. I know you can do it. Beardy. And so this is what HBO said so far. The pilot takes place thousands of years before the events of the current season of Game of Thrones. It chronicles the descent from the golden age of heroes into its darkest hour, from the horrifying secrets of Westeros' history to the true origin of the white walkers mysteries of the east to the starks of legend it's not the story we think we know and I, I, I am all in with that description
0: maybe we'll finally figure out where the heck he got the chains from
1: for the dragon For the
0: dragon yeah hasn't that been bugging you been bugging me
1: well people were saying maybe it was from ships that had sunk in that lake or whatever that they were over
0: I actually know the secret. I, I did talk to George, and there was a Costco nearby <laughs> uh, with a sale on chains.
1: And he's like, I don't mean just chains. Like, legit, they need to be big chains. Do you have that, Costco? Because I know you're dealing big.
0: Oh, and they were like, yeah, we got that.
1: Oh, it's cool. It also, if you need a large container of mustard, and um, a really sweet deal on some crab rangoon, we've got that for you. Oh, there class. is a
0: man in the background. If you look way in the back in the CGI, eating just a giant tub of relish. <laughs> just a White <laughs> Thanks, Walker eating, eating relish.
1: Side note: Can I just tell you how excited I was for a zombie dragon on Game of Thrones? Like, that was the most amazing. That thing That was pretty I've ever...
0: cool. That was. I mean, I was like, I was sad because, like, you know. Those, those are Danny's dragons, right. and it's like, you know, babies. and even she has, like, the pin with the three dragons on it, it's like, that's her thing, that's her sigil, and it's like, oh, no, one of my kids is evil, great, now I gotta rebrand!
1: But it was so awesome! It was cool, it was
0: really cool, I, I can't deny that.
1: It was very cool. Now, everybody is talking about rebooting everything, I mean, you cannot turn around without somebody mm-hmm. asking a question to anybody who's ever been on any show ever, and asking them, oh, do you think it'll come back? You think they'll do a reboot? What about it? What about it? And the latest one is they were asking the co-creator of Friends, is there going to be a Friends comeback, a remake, a reboot, a reunion, whatever you want to call it? I mean, everybody's still alive, mm-hmm. so they still have all of the actors, but I don't know if all of the actors would necessarily want to do it. But this was actually an interesting answer from the co-creator. He said, there's a specific reason why it will never Never happen. And it's because we already gave you the happy ending, the fairy tale ending. Like everybody's stories was wrapped up in a nice little bow. And he's Mm -hmm. like, and so we're not going to change that.
0: Yeah. Why would you want it? One word Joey. (laughs) That was a flop. They already tried to continue the story or whatever they did, and it just failed miserably. Leave it alone. Yeah. It's beloved by so many people. I mean, I used to watch it when there was like nothing on TV, and it. I did. I wasn't like a super fan, but I was like, "Oh, there's a monkey on the show. Well, I'm in. <laughs> you put a monkey in anything,
1: and I'm on board. It. Yeah,
0: or penguin. Any one of those two animals. It's like, okay, you got me.
1: So you were a syndication guy. You didn't watch it first run. You watched it. It was just. Uh, yeah, I watched the syndication. On syndication. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he said, just don't ask for it. And it also because that show ended in 2004, they asked him, you know, what he thought about the characters now, and he's like. They're happy. He's like, uh, Rachel and Ross are still together. They're happy. Monica and Chandler are still together. They're happy. Phoebe, we're all fine. Yeah, so, he's
0: got the stacks of like fan fiction that he's been writing. Like, <laughs> And they did laundry today. And then he <laughs> offered to fold it. And she was happy.
1: And then they all drank coffee. Um, someone who is also living a happy life is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Just <laughs> living
0: it. Oh, I love that guy. Killing
1: it. Just he couldn't. He's got his beautiful wife, Blake Lively. He's right. got three children that he's in love with, and he's got his career is on fire thanks to the first and second Deadpool movies. Right. He's got
0: it, a country that just loves him, Canada.
1: That's true. Well, and as does the United States, but yes, Canada specifically. Mm-hmm. And so apparently he decided it was a good idea to buy a, a gin company as well that's like something else that he's tacked on to himself why not and because father day father's day is coming up and deadpool 2 is still doing well and because people like you are still going to see it yep that's right and because of his new company he decided to sit down for a second interview and i thought this was very risky a second interview with his um identical twin brother gordon Uh and here's a little bit of how that went
2: What's up, Big Shot? It's nice to see you again. It's like looking in a mirror five years from now. It's nice to see you, Gordon. We're off to a great start. Look, I promise you I'm going to be good, OK? All right, first question. It's Father's Day. That's right around the corner. So uh, so how are the kids? Good. They're um, children of celebrities. They always turn out normal. I'm sure they're going to be fine. Thank you. So I hear Deadpool 2's great. I haven't seen it yet. Why? Uh, no, I was recently diagnosed with uh, stage four. I don't give a shit. I'm afraid it's terminal.
1: <laughs> and it just keeps going like oh, that. Oh,
0: man. You
2: know, <laughs>
1: As you <we> would imagine.
0: <laughs> say what you will, but Ryan Reynolds is completely okay with poking fun at Ryan Reynolds.
1: I think that's actually, like, his legit hobby. It almost seems like it's his favorite thing to do is to make yeah. fun of himself before anybody else can, because he knows certain things were uh, just abysmal in his right.
0: acting career. Right, I mean, yeah, just, I don't want to spoil it, but, you know, there was some sweet retribution in the after credits of Deadpool yes. too. And it's, you know, where where he kind of, like, was like, here are all the mistakes I've made in my life. <laughs> I'm correcting these mistakes. It was just—it was beautiful, and it's just—you know—I'm—I'm I'm a person that you know my form of comedy, my attempted form of comedy. I, I like—I like to you know a little cut a little you know insult towards myself now and then, but it's all in good fun. I don't really feel that way about myself, but yeah, and he's just really good at it. You yes, know?
1: he is. And uh, there is another comedy that I I was not originally excited about, but Mm -hmm. now that I've been reading more about it and seeing more about it, I think I'm in, and I know you're all in. I'm in. And that movie is Tag, which is about a group of men, a true story who kept a game of Tag going for 30 years, which is quite the commitment. But they've got big stars in it, John Hamm, Jeremy Renner, Ed Helms, and um, Jake Johnson from New Girl is also in the movie. And so, at their premiere that they just had on Thursday, all the stars on the red carpet talked about how they crashed a wedding in Miami just because they thought it would be hysterical, which I've never done before. I think I've tried to sneak into, I've been at a wedding where there were multiple receptions in the reception hall, Right. and we tried to like kind of congo over to one of the other receptions. Sure, that sounds fun. But I've never fun. like fully tried to crash a wedding like this cast did.
0: I've never crashed a wedding, but my little brother has crashed open houses for graduates no! of high school several times. <laughs> and here's the, be- the best thing about it is his reason behind it is he's driving and he's hungry and he sees these signs and he will literally pull in and just find, get a plate of food and find the oldest person there. And he will just sit down and talk to them because who is going to question you if you're right? talking to Grandma Mermel? Nobody. Well, it happened once. He got questioned. <gasps> Why? Because they were like, well, who are you? And so he had his go-to excuse, oh, I'm Ryan's friend. And so this one person got wise and was like, we don't know any, Ryan. He was like, huh, that's weird. And he walks away eating his food. And they're like, you really need to leave. And he's like, okay. And he just <laughs> takes the plate with him, gets in his car and leaves.
1: I mean, he's still winning because he got the food. He got
0: the free food. Which
1: is nice. But I guess um, Jake Johnson from New Girl was so nervous about it. He kept saying, I can't do it. This is NFJ, NFJ, not for Jake. And John Hamm was like, listen. You can handle anything for ninety seconds. We're going in.
0: I love John Hamm.
1: And they go in, and it's right before the best man is about to give his speech, and they all show up, and people are kind of like, "What the hell is going on?" And nobody recognized anybody until somebody recognized John Hamm, but only in so much as to yell across the reception, "Hey, it's that hot guy!" Like they didn't, couldn't even remember his name.
0: <laughs> it's that hot guy. It's that hot Present guy. did everything? <laughs>
1: And so then they just partied with the whole wedding crew. The rest of the night took pictures with them and had a great time. And, uh, and now we get to see um, this comedy troupe, basically, next Friday when they have Tag coming out in theaters, and I'm very excited for it. So when we get back... We have another celebrity who is in trouble, and he tried to do something with the cops that is sort of a mystery at this point, and we'll tell you all about it when we get back on Pop That Culture. Tag, you it. Hi, I'm
0: Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure where we try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays,
3: podcasters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. Newradiomedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248 939 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat, but it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store and the greater becomes your appetite. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. (laughs)
1: <laughs> breaking the law, breaking the law. Breaking the I think my favorite of this was law. when uh, the Beavis the and Butthead <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> <breaking> <laughs> Yes, it was like that <laughs> oh, That was pretty good, Sarah oh, That was pretty bad, Andy
1: <laughs> oh. uh, Vince Vaughn I don't even know what his latest projects uh. have been, honestly I mean, that guy was like the king of Hollywood for a long time and you couldn't touch him. And then he started to become sort of a caricature of himself in every <laughs> movie that he was doing. And I honestly, I couldn't tell you what the, the last thing that he was in. I suppose I could have checked it Delivery out. Delivery so
0: Man, I, I think.
1: Was that it? I don't know. With Kevin James?
0: No. Well, no, no. No, no that was the, um, the, the movie where he was like, you know going to the sperm bay. Oh you're right. And he hey, fathered and all he those children. he met all his children. And, and he was
1: like ah, I'm going to support all my kids.
0: <laughs> what a feel good movie.
1: Exactly. So unfortunately uh, he was doing a stupid thing and had alcohol in his system and decided I'm going to drive and was pulled over on Sunday morning. But the weird thing about all this is that they said oh that's a sexy mugshot. How you hey. doing? Hey. Hey. He was stopped at a DUI checkpoint outside of L.A. and was in trouble, not just for the drinking, but also resisting, delaying, or obstructing officers. And they clarified to say that he was never violent with them. Oh, right. So resisting, delaying, or obstructing officers, does that just mean I, he pulled the don't-you-know-who-I-am card?
0: Maybe. Maybe he just got out of his car and was like, I gotta go over here. You said I'll be back. I just <laughs> I gotta go. You know I, I I understand why they said he wasn't violent because he is a celebrity, and, right? And you know, the relationship between you know the police and the right. entire United States is not kosher to say this. Also
1: true. So you know maybe they
0: were like, look, he was he was being he was just drunk and he just did And didn't. he just
1: said, I was in dodgeball, bitches.
0: I was I. Threw the wrench in the conservatory,
1: and his passenger clearly could not have helped him and taken over the driving because his passenger also got in trouble for public intoxication and resisting and was drunk while in the car. So, wait, you,
0: you can be, you can get in trouble for being drunk in the car if you're not driving, like if somebody's driving you home from the bar.
1: He got in trouble for obstructing officers. That makes sense. Okay. And then also public intoxication. So I don't know what. Somehow they were doing something once they were out of the car outside and talking to these officers. That was enough of a scene mm-hmm. that they nailed the passenger for public intoxication.
0: Yikes. That's all I got to say. Poor, yeah. you know, poor guy, you know, he should have crashed another wedding.
1: Yes. Or just call an Uber for the love of God. Call an Uber. Something. Call have, a Lyft. Have a Vince Vaughn uh, limo. Ready call Owen Wilson. Oh, oh wow! Wow, Vince, you need a ride? Oh wow, well, I'll come pick you up. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds great. Exactly. Yeah. He's got buddies. And what's Owen Wilson wow. doing right now? I, I um, mean, probably he was, also. He was he was
0: just in a one shot movie with Woody Harrelson.
1: Was that the one where they? It's
0: all one take. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Fascinating.
0: hmm And it takes place in somewhere in Europe. I want to say France. Looks pretty it. good.
1: No, so you haven't seen it. I haven't seen you it. You saw the trailers,
0: it? and it looked pretty good. Yeah that's about all I know that he's doing.
1: That's good enough. Good enough for me. Almost as scary as being arrested, for me anyway, would be to have to sing the national anthem publicly.
0: Oh man, I would, I would love to do that. I would just, I would make such a fool out of myself.
1: Don't make a mockery out of our
0: anthem. Oh no, I would make a mockery out of me and not the anthem.
1: Yes. Well, oddly, late show host Stephen Colbert joined actor Patrick Wilson, who people would know from The Conjuring, Insidious. Mm -hmm. He was in the TV version of Fargo. Um, And he's a fantastic singer. So Stephen Colbert and Patrick Wilson did the national anthem before Friday's Yankees-Mets game. And it was a little strange, but they also pretty much sounded good. I mean, Patrick Wilson sang Mm
0: -hmm.
1: pretty much operatically in the Phantom of the Opera movie. So he's got pipes. Right. carrying it, but I don't know how or why he decided to ask Stephen Colbert to join him and do a little duet, but here is what you missed if you were not at that game on Friday. Performed tonight by Emmy-nominated actor Patrick Wilson and host of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Stephen Colbert.
0: Oh say
2: can you see by the dawn's early Christine.
1: Sailed it.
0: That was beautiful. That beautiful. Was beautiful. And I want you to know that we did this the majority of the time.
1: I mean, not the whole time.
0: Not the whole time.
1: But most of the time. But
0: it, that was that was really good. They, I was at first I was like, well, who's doing the low
1: and who's doing the that, high? I didn't know that either. I was actually confused, but I think Stephen Colbert was doing the low.
0: I, I agree. Yes, he was doing the low, and I. I I, again, you know, I, I I I'm big fans of both of those those men and it was it was it was done very well. It's just kind of surprising that it's like right. all of a sudden like uh, I'm going to go sing the national anthem at a baseball <laughs> game.
1: I don't know if they're both huge fans of either of those teams. I don't know whose idea it was. It was sort of an interesting kind of uh choir glee club sort of versiony of the Yeah. Uh,
0: I could see Stephen Colbert doing it as a goof, like like right. not like to make a mockery of it like, hey, I'm gonna be here to do the national anthem, but but for Patrick, like, yeah. like like I was just like, I mean I mean it's cool. And they're like, like,
1: Hey, barbershop quartet style, let's why do it, not? let's bring it. Bom
0: bum bum. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That was that was terrific.
1: Now I know that you are a married man, I know that David is a married Mm -hmm, man, mm -hmm. and I know that marriage can be tricky because you're constantly sort of negotiating how things are going to go. Right. Even though you probably have a lot in common, you would have different interests sometimes, Mm -hmm. and um, it can be difficult in a marriage. But in my book, I think the main thing is to never give an ultimatum to your spouse. If you're mm-hmm. not okay with both outcomes of that ultimatum, I would agree with It could go either way, and a man in England found this out the hard way, because his wife uh, was very into dogs, and she decided to open up a breeding facility and um, also Aww. a shelter—a shelter for all these, all these bud, bud spots, McKenzie dogs, yeah, bull terriers. Bull terriers. They need to have, or it's like the target dog too, right? They need to have the little thing Uh around there. He kind
0: of does.
1: And so there are dogs all over their house, just all over their house. And so it had been going on for seven years that she was sort of running this business slash shelter. And this lovely UK couple, Liz and Mike, and Mike finally just came home one day and he walked in the door and he's like, Liz, it's either me or the dogs. And Liz is like, I choose the dogs dogs 25 years of marriage oh wow
0: he probably after. came home and was like there's bloody poop in my shoe
1: <laughs>
0: what is this liz i can't stand it anymore for is- god's sakes the, the 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 americans are marrying into our family now we have dogs <laughs>
1: and she Since the day that he came home and gave her the ultimatum, she has not spoken to him since. Wow. They share a son who's uh, 22, and there's just nothing, zero, zilch,
0: zilch. Look, my wife and I have two dogs, Jaina and Chewie, and yes, they're named after Star Wars names because... we're friggin' cool like that of course and they are like our children and i would never put my my wife through that ultimatum because we're both you know like we love our dogs they are our kids yeah so i it's it's hard for me to fathom like a for that you know to a man you should be like i'm sick of these dogs but but for you know 25 years of marriage mm-hmm. and just pff, gone was it happy marriage? I guess there are other well, factors to that take into place. You have to
1: believe there, that mm-hmm. there was more than just the dogs leading right. up to him. That was maybe sort of his entry point, his excuse, Right, he was frustrated.
0: I would consider myself the expert on this, having been married one year.
1: Total expert.
0: Total expert. There's nobody, even in this room, that knows more about marriage than I do.
1: Nope, not a one.
0: Not anyone. <laughs>
1: You don't know how long you've been married?
0: My wife is probably
2: watching right now, and she's probably upset about that, but I have no idea what it is. I think it's five years, six years. Carol
0: is so mad at you right now. Slow down. <laughs> producer Dave. Oh, boy. Fantastic producer Dave. Such a kind boy.
1: Uh, does not know exactly how long he's been married. Like, Do you know what your wedding date is? Uh, April 27th? You're not sure when your wedding day was? Wow. Uh, because
0: it's
2: not... The important part is the relationship. I
1: the important part is the relationship. Yes. But I would think that you're, the day that you married, the love of your life would maybe stick in your brain.
0: Well, she sticks in my brain constantly. It's a constant thing in mind. It's like, mm-hmm. like a background noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, will, I will say this. Sometimes I get confused because the wedding date on our invitation was 2016 okay. as a typo because it was actually 2017. <laughs> so we sent her all these invitations. Nobody caught it but one person. And it was like, like uh, I, was, I think it was her grandma or something like, you're getting married last year? And it was just like, <laughs> and you're like oh. And my wife, is, my wife made the invitations and she printed the invitations. She worked at a copy center at the time. And she's very particular about mm-hmm. this stuff. And she missed it. And it was like big too. It's kind it of like, a big
1: typo to well I mean that the,
0: the size of it was big too so it was like <laughs> how did you there yeah. but yeah I don't know like that's 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 quite a big thing to swallow like oh see you later marriage um for dogs uh now six if- years
1: and it was it Oh! oh, April twenty seventh. Well, right, <laughs> but wow. not by on the six years. You're like five. Wow. Yes? I don't know. I don't. But thank you for watching. We fully appreciate. Thanks, Carol. It. Thanks, Carol. Carol, <laughs> Carol, you. I can't believe this guy. Carol loves
0: me. She thinks I'm great.
1: <laughs> Is that sarcasm or no? It? She does. <laughs>
0: okay. I. I. Dave and his wife are very lovely. My <laughs> wife and I
1: hang she out there. And she does no. know.
0: Come, Come on. <laughs> Ha- There's a part of me that thinks he's BSing with the the messages on his watch. <laughs> oh, also uh, the president's messaging me. I solved Korea. Okay.
1: Oh, now uh, another lovely couple. Mm-hmm. They just seem so freaking fantastic is that old Kanye West and Kim oh. Kardashian. Aren't you so glad you're here on yeah. a Kardashian yep. day? Mm-hmm. Woo! And they actually just participated in the season premiere of celebrity family feud and we will let you know how that all played out when we get back on pop that culture
2: want to stay informed entertained and enlightened get connected and stay connected today to new radio media the new radio media app is now available for download in the apple and google play store just search for nrm streams for unlimited access to archived, live new exciting and unique content Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected.
0: And action.
2: And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. What's an entertainment channel on new radio media? Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood?
1: They say it takes a village.
2: It's the simple things
0: the things that are a testament to the old and the things that are a testament to the new know what's going on in your community check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com
2: it's all about you and that's the way we like it
1: where you're going
0: what you do to stay fit
1: what you're eating,
2: what you're thinking, and how you're feeling. Join the conversation at newradiomedia.com's lifestyles channel. Stream, Stream the life you, like you want, want to, want to
1: live. live. Woo! Getting in our cardio right at the end of the show. Oh. Check yeah, it. oh, get it? What? What? My yes. doctor says
0: I have to dance more <laughs> so I can lose weight.
1: Yes. Thank you for uh, for hanging out here. Thanks for our, having me. This is nice. Our I, little show that we call Pop the Culture, and unfortunately, part of that culture sometimes includes Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. I, I don't even know if her name's hyphenated. I don't know if she's no. Named it it Kim is. Kardashian well, it's.
0: It's, I don't know if there's a hyphen in it, but she goes by Kim Kardashian West.
1: Yeah. So they have started doing a celebrity version of Family Feud, and it is hosted by Steve Harvey.
0: Gotta love that mustache, man.
1: It, that is a thick mustache. Oh, boy. That's an impressive mustache on Steve Harvey, I have to say. Mm-mm. And so they had the premiere episode last night. Originally, it was actually supposed to be the Kardashians versus the Hiltons. Like they were hoping to get Paris Hilton and her, whole, which is even, I know, Just you're going to pass right out. Let me,
0: you know, I want to break the internet now, but, <laughs> but really physically break the internet. <laughs>
1: yes. So they were originally supposed to do that. And then apparently Kanye is such a family feud fan. And he and Kim alleged that they watched family feud every night. Slow down. I don't know if that's actually true, but he so much. So wanted to participate that they actually changed the episode and it was the Kardashians versus the West family. So Kim was on the West side.
0: Ooh. Yes,
1: with Kanye, and then you had Kris Jenner and, uh, I don't know, Kylie or Kendall or one of the two model daughters on the other side. But
0: Was Caitlyn there?
1: Uh, no. Okay. No, she was not participating in this. But here we're going to show you a little bit of a clip where I don't think I've ever seen Kanye West so happy in my entire life as he is when he gets to compete on Celebrity Family Feud going right up against his mother-in-law in this clip.
2: I want to apologize about this first question, dog. Just, I have nothing to do with the questions.
1: Uh-oh.
2: Top five answers on the board. Here we go. <sighs> <laughs> we asked 100 women, name a reason you think Steve Harvey's a good kisser. Lips. I'm here to win, bro. I'm here to
1: win.
3: are <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean are, are they that obvious?
1: Yeah. Honest, have you ever, I don't think I've ever seen Kanye West happier in my entire life. You know what? Like just a permanent cheese grin on that face.
0: Here's my proposal. People that are in charge of Family Feud, you want to you make America great again.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Take Kanye West. Put him permanently on Family Feud. <laughs> Keep him off Twitter.
1: Oh, yeah. Let
0: him play the feud. That's fine. You know, it's just this whole, like, I'm going to write a philosophy book one tweet at a time. Get out of here. Seriously, like, I, I, I haven't really listened to his music. I know that he's talented and a lot of people love him and that's great. But you know what? You know what you know. And he knows Family Feud. <laughs> So Clearly. go, go like float from
1: family to family. Story. Exactly.
0: But <laughs> yes. like, I'm you Kanye. Be with
1: everybody's family. And it's
0: like, it's like the Bornstein family.
1: <laughs> Plus Kanye West. He it's the fuck fish, man.
0: <laughs> I always wanted to ding the bell. Oh, you dinged the bell. Yes. I, I dinged it. I didn't it even happened. I
1: well, I, hey, it's there for, it's there for <laughs> anybody's use and enjoyment. Yeah. Um, and this was taped in February, so this was slightly before he had his, like, super-duper meltdown. Oh, okay. So he was still extremely happy at that time. Mm. Now, Father's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are a dog father. Do-
0: I'm the dog father. <laughs> yes. I'm a dog father. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse, a bowl of kibble.
1: Do you get gifts for being a dog father? Does that Well, happen?
0: I think. You know, you know, this is the technically the second year that I've been a dog... Wait. No, this is the first year for oh. me as a dog father. Okay. So we're going to find out. Um, wife, if you're listening.
1: <laughs> exactly I, I what she is or Iron isn't Man I could use more Iron
0: Man items, please, <laughs> and thank you.
1: Would you like a special bag that has a secret compartment where you could carry wine or beer in it and uh, unveil the little spigot. Oh boy. It's like business in the front messenger bag, party in the back messenger bag where you can have beer or wine whenever you want it.
0: I, I, th- I think I would like that quite a bit. I'm, I'm a big fan of secret things mm-hmm. as in like, I've always wanted like a secret door in my house or well, something. Yes. So things that have like hidden compartments or things like that are like, yes, that's so cool. It's so neat. Mm-hmm. I would probably pull a Buster Bluth and put <laughs> juice in mine.
1: A little juice box. Mm. <laughs> You have room for 1.5 liters of liquid. There's a pouch in the bag. Okay. So you could put whatever you want in there. I guess they had a lady version that was a purse that was mostly, they were suggesting the use of wine. But for the gentleman, they're saying mm-hmm. you can wine or beer or juice.
0: Or if juice. would like to have it. I it could spike is, the juice.
1: It is $75. So that's why I'm thinking it might need to be a gift mm, right? for somebody. Because that's a lot to spend for uh
0: a messenger a bag yeah i mean it's better than some of the other ones i've seen because they've the secret juice compartments have been around for a while yeah um
1: i've seen
0: a tampon what? dispenser device thingy to
1: sneak alcohol into something yes
0: i've seen those online and i'm like
1: that's terrifying like
0: can you imagine someone just seeing a woman just, just open
1: up and crack open a tampon and just take a drink
0: and then red, you know, red wine comes out, and it's just like.
1: <laughs> All right. Before we go off the rails completely, we were so on the rails. And then right there, go off the I rails. I ruined it. And so to <laughs> save us, we're going to say stick around on New Radio Media and hang out with Craig Folly for two hours, and we will be back tomorrow on Pop That Culture.